live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. How are you today, Miss Princess? I'm good, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. How cold is it? How cold is it? Um, well, I, okay, I guess from someone from the south, it would be probably cold. <laughs> But yeah, um, it was chilly. It was cold this morning, so it's probably thirty-three degrees this morning, oh, and yeah. then went up to about forty. Oh yeah, that's cold, and it didn't get past forty. Yeah, yeah. When it gets it fifty here, we to, put on three layers. <laughs> yeah, it may have went up to forty-four max, and then by the time it got to forty-four, it went back down to the forty, uh, to the thirties. <laughs> so wow. But, you know here. It's cold, but, you know, we're okay. As long as it doesn't hit the teens, mm-hmm. it's all about the wind chill. The wind chill wasn't too bad. Okay. Okay. All right, Brittany, I'm ready. Let's talk some sports. Let's talk some sports. All right, guys, let's jump right into it because I know Princess is excited that her yeah, Cowboys yeah. might be uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And she cannot wait to talk about it. So we're going to get to it first, okay? We're going to get to this first. Um. As we all know, the Cowboys beat, destroyed, demolished, whatever, <laughs> slaughtered the, my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I believe the score is 33-13. to 13. The Eagles didn't even score a touchdown. Um, Princess, give me your thoughts on the game, but I have a couple questions following. But the first question after that is, are the Eagles in trouble? Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think the Eagles are too talented to be in trouble. And I think they're too experienced to be in trouble. But I, I think they have been, you know, threatening this kind of role for a minute, and they've, they've come mm-hmm. up on the winning side, you know. But they had four straight games where they were losing at halftime and came back and said no, no problem and, and won the game. Um, and I mm-hmm. think emotionally I thought the San Francisco game may have taken something out of them. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Cowboys were at home. And, and that may have made a difference. And, and I don't know how it got to, though, that um, Philadelphia's high-powered offense didn't score an offensive touchdown. Of course, the defense mm-hmm. did. I think they stripped Dak of the ball or he fumbled and they went and it, took it on in. But I thought it was just, you know, just a, um, a series of events that happened, and now they have mm-hmm. two losses. And it's good to go ahead and get them out of the way now. Because you mm-hmm. know and I know when Philly and the Eagles get in the playoffs, and they will be in the playoffs, and um, they still all they got to do, they're in the driver's seat. All they got to do is win out, and they win the division. So, you know, um, I, I do think it's still a two-headed race in the NFC, and that's the Eagles and the 49ers. Am I, am I, am I happy that the Cowboys showed up? Yes, because I told you that I thought the Cowboys needed this more than the Eagles did. And mm-hmm. if the Cowboys were going to, going to, you know, have able to back up any of this foolishness that we talk all year, we're going to the Super Bowl, we're going to the Super Bowl. They have to do something now, um, and at home. But that's this is one of those games, and I, I think we've blown it out of proportion. 
I don't think the Eagles are in trouble. I'm, I do think that maybe Jalen is a little more hurt than we know. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, it's just one of those games, and Cowboys needed it more than the Eagles. The Eagles are ready. I'm going to be ready for um, the playoffs. And one more thing, Brittany, it's hard to have your defensive coordinator and your offensive coordinator go mm-hmm. out to other teams and, and still be the same. That continuity, you know, had to be redeveloped, and maybe they're getting there. But it's tough to do that and to come back and have such a successful year as he did last year. But, you know, even in saying all that, you're 10-3. and three. You're 10-3. and three. Yeah. <laughs> So and and you have one of the top um, schedules uh, or or win losses in the in in the NFL. So it's the Forty ers it's the Eagles, and I think Dallas. I think they're the three at ten and three. I, they're not in trouble. I, there's you know twenty some other teams that want to be like them. Okay. I wish I could be as kind <laughs> and encouraging as you. But, you know, I'm a Philadelphia fan. I'm going to just keep it real with my own Philadelphia Eagles because if I'm going to come at the Cowboys, i got to come at the Eagles, right? No. Um, <laughs> um, look, I agree with a lot of things that you say. I think continuity is huge, um, and they have struggled with that all season long. Mm-hmm. And part of that is injury, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. They have had some major in- injuries starting in the off season. You lose your starting slot corner. Then you lose your backup slot corner um, for the season. Then you lose one of your younger uh, linebackers that you're excited about um, in Sean Bradley. You know, they was hoping he would be in position to probably be that second or third linebacker to help take over. Um, He goes down for the entire season. So this has been – then you lose your young linebacker in the Kobe Dean. This has been an ongoing thing um, for a very long time. Um, and if you know anything, in that secondary, in that linebacker position, you need continuity. You need that chemistry. You have to be able to communicate. You have to know where your teammate wants to be, is going to be, and then be able to execute. And they just haven't mm-hmm. been able to do that. Now, is that an excuse? Absolutely not. Because my thing is, it's a mindset. And the way they performed the last two, actually, I'm going to go a little longer. And it is mainly in the tackling area. Um, tackling is a mindset. You have to want to tackle. That mm-hmm. linebacker, and I'm going to call him out, Anthony Morrow. You look at the film, he looks confused. <laughs> he just hasn't been tackling whatsoever. Um, it's, not a, it's not a good look. Christian Ellis played horrible against um, the 49ers. And the 49ers were very smart to attack the middle of that defense because that's where they're terrible at. <laughs> He got cut wow. after that game. Um, you know, Anthony Merle, he couldn't get cut because, I mean, we're, we don't have a lot going on in that linebacker position, and that's on Howie Roseman's fault. But offensively, I'm not really sure. I can't really put my finger exactly what's what's going on here. Um, I do think Jalen Hurts is forcing things down the field versus looking at his first read and, and throwing the ball or – Take him what the defense gives you. That's what I think he needs to get back to doing. He was doing that a little bit last year, and that kind of opened things up more for him down the field. This year I think he's forcing things a lot more, and it could be because they're behind in the first quarter. I'm not exactly sure. But also we have to run the ball. We're not running the ball. When we run the ball, 
23 times or less, we lose that game. When we run the ball more than 23 times, we're victorious every single time. And the philosophy of this organization has changed drastically where they just want to throw, 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 and I think it's really creating issues for this offense. Um, in part with the Cowboys, they got down in the in, by the red zone with the Cowboys several times, fumbled the ball <laughs> three times during that game and had some crucial hmm. drops that they don't normally drop. A.J. Brown had a big drop. Devontae Smith had several drops. So they got to get things together. But I have to give credit to the Cowboys. They came out. They played well in their home, home field. Um, they're like, you coming to our area. We want that number one seed. I'm sorry, in the NFC East. We want that. Mm-hmm. And they went on and they took it. So you have to give them credit. But the Eagles, they have so much to work on. At this point in the season, it's a little scary that you that you look like this right now. You want to look like this a few weeks ago. But you know what? Maybe it's high emotions. Maybe they're tired. Whatever it may be, they have to work through it. Um, but this will show, uh, show every Philadelphia fan, this will show the entire National Football League and anybody who's a fan of football what the Eagles are made of. Can they come back from this? Can they stay resilient? Can they stay together? And I think that's that's far they in trouble. I don't think they're in trouble yet, so I do agree with you on that, Princess. Um, yeah. But there are some things that's concerning, and it does start with the play calling, the players' mentality, um, and hopefully they can get that corrected on both sides of the football because it's needed now. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, they're, they're definitely not in trouble. I just think, too, that, um, again, there was no way – Dallas has to, had to have meet, met some type of challenge. They hadn't beat a team mm-hmm. that, that had a winning record all year. You know, um, they had to come and play at some point, and this time it happens to be the Eagles. But, and for once, there was no knock on, on Dak. He really zipped that ball well. He really saw mm-hmm. the field well in that game. But, again, they got in the red zone several times. Um, I don't know if you can consider consider a 60-yard field goal in the red zone, but they got down there several times and had to settle for field goals. But it was just mm-hmm. their day. But we all know that's just their day. And all the Eagles got to do is sit and not be emotional about this and win out. And all the the, the Cowboys have to do is now go to the, the Bills this week and then come back and get ready and then go to the Dolphins. So the schedule is a little bit tougher. Um, I think it's still the division for the Eagles to take. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we're going, we're going to see because... I hope not, because in the last 20 years, no one's <laughs> run it, won it two years in a row. But, you know, yes, I, I think we get really out of sorts here as Eagles fans. I mean, sorry, it's, it's, it's Cowboy fans, and you know what I mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, yeah, honestly, the NFC East title is it's a bragging rights, but we all know what every team wants. They want to win in the playoffs, yep. and they want to hold that um, Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. That's the main yep. goal. Um, yep. And so hopefully we'll see what happens to each team. But I will tell the Eagles, you cannot take lightly, especially their defense, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they have D.K. Metcalf, yep. Tyler Lockett, and Nick Juba. Nick, Nick I don't know how to say his name, but that young receiver, I think he's in his second year. And they are a very mm-hmm. dynamic receiving core. If we struggle against all these other teams, oh, boy. 
<laughs> well, oh, you boy. know, also, um, I don't know if Geno Smith is playing. Is he? Um, was was it concussion protocol or something? I don't know. Was it another injury? So that may be a reprieve. So we'll see. Is, is it at Seattle also? Yes, it's at Seattle, Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, I think oh, it's good. at Seattle. Yeah, it should be. At, yep, yep, because they said it's going to be loud. At Seattle, Monday Night Football. Um, <laughs> and the Eagles have not won, won, won there in the last seven times they played. Won against the oh, wow. Seahawks the last seven times they played. Yeah, mind you, they did have Russell Wilson back then, but still, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta get mm-hmm. this, Princess. Yeah, I have another question pertaining to this. I just want to know how do you feel about your Dallas Cowboys going into the playoffs this year? Do you think they can advance? Yeah, a lot further than they did the last so many years. Yeah, I I feel much better with them this year than I have in a long time because mm-hmm. to me. Um, they peak too early every year. And then by, mm-hmm. you know, weeks 13, 14, and 15, which is where we are now, they don't look so good. And they start mm-hmm. taking, you know, um, and, and I think that's different this year. They look a lot different. Um, and I, I, I was even impressed with the play calling by McCarthy. And as you know, I've never been a fan um, of McCarthy. So, yeah, I think that there is reason to be hopeful and and I do I do think this is an opportunity where they can win in the playoffs. It's hard mm-hmm. to beat a team two and three times a year. And if they meet the Eagles again, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what a game that will be. But that's tough, and that's what you get with your division foe. And let's just say it's it's Forty Nine ers who are the number one seed. Who wants to go mm-hmm. up against the Forty Nine ers? You know. Yes. But again, mm-hmm. if I'm hopeful at all, this is the year. Yeah, um, uh, I, I have to see it to believe it. <laughs> um, like yeah. I've always said, Dallas is always great in a regular season in the last so many That's years. Right. Um, That's right. Since I can remember. Um, you know, but from Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, they always perform to me great in a regular season. I have to mm-hmm. see them take that next level and go deep in the playoffs um, this year. Can they do it this year? Absolutely. There's so many teams that are talented, but I just don't think they're there yet. And really, like you said, there's really three teams to me. If they play to the greatest potential, they're the top three teams. The 49ers, the Eagles, the Cowboys. Whichever order you want to put them in, I do not care. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't see the Cowboys should be able to beat, and I believe they will be, the Vikings if they make it. I think they could beat the Lions if they make it. I think they could beat the Packers if they make it. Uh, whoever else, it's just those three teams. So, But I do have to see it. They are playing a lot better. Um, C.D. Land has been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, and I've liked him when he came out of Oklahoma. I think it was Oklahoma, yes. Yeah. Um, and I was a little tight when, because we were supposed to get him, but y'all wanted to screw us over and y'all grab him. That's okay. We got the conversation. <laughs> I thought Land was a, was, a, was, a, was a Crimson Tide. Um, he's from Alabama, isn't he? I think he, he played with Jalen in Oklahoma. I think. Okay. I think, okay. I think he's a sooner. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out. But yeah, we'll, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very fun. This is all fun, guys. I talk trash for fun, by the way. Um, <laughs> fun ride, and well, I don't care if we see the Forty ers or the Cowboys. Guarantee you, we ain't going to play like that again. At least we better not, or we're going to have issues. I'm going down to Novacare myself. 
Um, all right, Princess, let's let's move on because I, I got to get this in. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they recently lost to the Bills um, and the Nailbiter, and they complained so much about this call. It's interesting they're complaining about calls. But the Kansas City Chiefs have lost their last four out of six games. Are you concerned about the Chiefs right now? I am, and I've been saying no every week. No, I'm not concerned. They'll they'll turn it around. They'll turn it around. Um, but I'm concerned now. What a play at the end, though. What what a series of you know. I like Travis Kelsey. Um, I'm becoming a, a, a Swifty for sure. But um, I, I'm worried about them. The the fortunate thing is, is that nobody really wants to take the AFC. The best looking thing is the Ravens. And they had mm-hmm. to win in overtime on a punt return. Um, the Dolphins really gave away that game the other night. So if they can just make the playoffs and the team that we were looking forward to, the Buffalo Bills, and they were 6-6 six and six headed into last weekend, and they win a game. But you'd have to say you're concerned. But if anybody, you know, who's been there, done that, and has that experience, it's, it's you know, Mahomes and, and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. They're not the same team, though, without – um, Tyreek Hill. Um, they're they're not the same team without some of their other wide receivers because that wide receiver core I think is a weak link um, of mm-hmm. it all. And and here we go get Kadarius Tony and him being offsides. Um, and I did see him motion towards the referee, but he never never waited to see what the referee said, and he was definitely offsides. But I, unlike everybody that's been on radio with me this week. Um, I thought they shouldn't have called it. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, okay, if you haven't called it all game, why call it now? And it's been a refocus this season. There's been 11 calls offside on offense. Um, last year, though, it was a warning first. Um, no warnings this year. And the year, and last year, there was only three calls, several warnings, and the year before that, only one call. I thought that was a horrible moment to do it, but then I'm probably spoiled and just wish they would have taken the flag up. But it was obviously, it was an obvious offside. Um, if they hadn't called it, then the other team would be, be crazy, you know, the, the, the Bills were. I thought that Mahomes was a little bit out of control on the sidelines. But um, I, I do, I, I've been saying they're not in trouble. I think they are in trouble right now. Princess, I disagree. I'm glad they called it. They called that lousy call in the Super Bowl. You better call this one. No. Um, no, that's uh, what no, everybody's been saying. I, I agree. I'm I'm a, I'm concerned. Um, yeah, this team is starting to remind me of the years that the Eagles with Andy Reid. Um, everything was great except for their receiving core. Um, they just didn't have the best receiving core, and they won a lot of games, and they even made it to the playoffs. But they couldn't get over the hump, and I feel like they're starting to revert back to that. But it, just a different team with the Chiefs, you know. You had Tyreek Hill. I didn't even give you, you had Juju Smith-Schuster last year. I don't think he's a world beater, but he made the necessary catches and the necessary plays in the crucial moments for this team last year. They don't have anybody who they could depend on. Kendarius Tony is talented. He cannot hold on to the football for anything. He's making mental yeah. mistakes, like not understanding what a line of scrimmage is, just back up a little bit. Um, their other receivers are constantly uh, uh, dropping balls. Marquez, Scantling, 
Valdez, whatever his name is, <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scantling, driving balls wide open. Uh, even Travis Kelsey, as much as I love and respect Travis Kelsey, he doesn't look the same. He's really starting to look like he's starting to age. I think he's 33, 30, might be 34 years old now. Um, and so he's starting to become on the backside of his career. And Patrick Mahomes depends on players like Travis Kelsey, primarily Travis Kelsey. I'm just not sure who they can depend on in crucial moments um, to make the play. And it's going to be interesting going into the playoffs because the AFC, I don't care what anybody says, that's a tight race. That is a tight, way tighter than the NFC. Um, so I am concerned. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get as far as they did last year, but mm-hmm. I guess only time will tell. Um, Patrick Mahomes is fantastic, but he can only do but so much. He can only throw the ball. He needs to depend. He, he has to depend depend on his teammates to be able to catch it, and they have not been able to do, able to do that. Um, yeah. Plus, it, the defense is fairly solid. Um, so I have to give them credit there, but I don't think they can hold hold up forever. That's the problem. So, but we're gonna see. It's gonna be interesting. We're gonna really see soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's gonna be interesting going down. I love this time of year in the NFL um, December, and I think this Saturday will be some some NFL games on um, in a, in a full weekend, and and these games are important to the overall result of, you know, where everybody's going to jockey and make it in the, in, in, um, the hierarchy or, you know, one through eight. Yes. And one more thing, Princess, I don't think anybody is really speaking to this as well. Um, just like the Eagles are struggling a little bit with their coordinators, I think the Chiefs mm-hmm. are having some troubles without Eric Bannon. Yeah. And you can see there it you when go. it comes to adjustments. And I've said this before. Andy Reid is fantastic of a head coach. Oh, my goodness. Future Hall of Fame, just great. But mm-hmm. sometimes he struggles in the adjustment area. Eric Bieniemy was the adjustment guy. Now we're starting to see it a little bit when the adjustment just isn't there just yet. So I think they're missing him a lot. May not like him. I heard he's mm-hmm. a little tough. But I think they're yeah. missing him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that Eric Bieniemy was that tough. In old school, but you know, because the commanders have complained, their their mm-hmm. offense and, and, and wide receivers re- receivers have done a lot of complaining. Um, you know, so I'm interested to see where the enemy the enemy lands um, after this season because I think the commanders are going to um, wipe the slate clean and come back with something else. Um, and I don't want to see if that's the enemy or if he goes somewhere else and gets a head coaching job. But I love Andy Reid, and I agree with you. I think they're struggling. Um, you know, with the new coordinator this year. Well, look, I'll take him, Eric Manamy, because Brian Johnson, <laughs> apparently they're looking, people, teams are looking for him to be a head coach. So, Eric Manamy, wow. we need that toughness over here. I'll take him. I like the tough coaches. Wow. <laughs> All right, Princess, let's move on. we got to go to the NBA because there's been some craziness going on in the NBA. Um, <laughs> and once again, our guy, not really our guy, but I'm going to say our guy, um, uh, Mr. Draymond Green, he wow. officially gets suspended indefinitely for his flagrant two foul against uh, Nurkic. Nurkic, I think it's Phoenix Suns now, I believe. Phoenix Suns, Nurkic. Is that the Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns? Yes. No, I don't um, think that was the Phoenix Suns, was it? Wait. 
Does that Phoenix Suns or is that Toronto? I can't remember what team he's on. He's on one of them teams. We, you guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, but he mm-hmm. slapped them basically in the face. Um, and I mean, rounded up slap. Like you're on the street <laughs> fighting over him saying, I call my mama a name type of slap. Um, but Draymond Green now says so she finds himself suspended indefinitely. What are your thoughts on Draymond Green? How long do you think he'll be out? Um, well, I really hope it's the rest of the season. He needs to learn mm-hmm. a lesson. I actually went back today, Brittany. Someone had posted um, a collage or a collect- collection of all of his ejections and all of the times that he's hit someone or stomped on someone or kicked them between the legs or that huge round sucker punch that he did on his teammate um, in practice. Draymond has a problem. Um, and the NBA has not been tough enough. And I have to blame the NBA. I have to blame Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr for some of this because they've um, allowed him to be the enforcer. They've mm-hmm. um, said they needed him to be the enforcer. But I think he's gone way beyond that. And eventually something was going to happen. And I'm not just talking about on the court. You know, when you are like that, you're not worried that someone's going to try to approach you after the game or that they're not going to send their boys after you after the game or if then another player on the other team that's, that's willing to give all six of his files come out there and get rough with you and then really call, call someone to get hurt. This is way overdue with Draymond, and he's only back six games, six games, and this is what he does. I was truly surprised that this is what it was, and I heard it before I saw it, and then I went back and saw the replay. I'm like, oh, my God, how did he really think that was going to go, Brittany? He acted like he was just flailing and turned around, but he meant to <laughs> he meant to really cold cock that guy, and he did. Draymond needs some help. He really does. Yes. He needs to admit uh, that something is wrong and get some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I... I'm be honest with you. You know, I was asked earlier today, um, you know, do I think that he should have been suspended like this many, many years ago? Um, and I said yes. <laughs> um, but who was going to do it? You know, at the time the Warriors were winning, they were big yeah. time, um, and it's all about dollars when it comes to the NBA, even at the expense of somebody seriously, potentially seriously getting hurt, which is sad to me mm-hmm. because this. This should not be allowed in any sports at all, at all. You know, I absolutely agree. He needs some help. Um, yeah. I'm glad this is only on the court and not off the court, clearly. But I get that your competitive drive is high. You know, when, I, when I'm when i playing something or I'm in my my competitive spirit, mine is very high. So I'm a trash talker. I love talking trash. It's just, to me, it's fun. But I do it in a way – where it's respectful at the same time, right? And I know that might sound weird, like, wait, what? You know, <laughs> I would never put my hands on anybody. I would never cross the line. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to attack nobody's family. or anything. It is all about the game. That is it. Because at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun and exciting. And that's it. Um, he Once again, he could have potentially seriously hurt somebody. He yeah. knocked his teammate out just last year. That was yeah, last year, prior mm-hmm. to uh, in the off season, and then today you could have seriously hurt. I'm sorry, not today, but a few days ago you could have seriously hurt um, that young man. 
So it's just like when is it when is it uh, when is enough enough? I am glad they suspended him indefinitely. Now he's older. I don't know if he's gonna learn anything from this. I, I honestly don't. I, I don't. Yeah. He done made his money, he done have his rings, he's on a ver- verge of retirement. This may not have any impact on him at all, regardless. Mm-hmm. But this is his fault and only his fault. I have heard people say, how come Steph Curry didn't step in prior? Because technically he's not really the he's the leader, but he's not the emotional leader on the team. It was Draymond, mm-hmm. so, and they put that title on him. So how does Steph Curry going to tell him to do anything? He's probably scared of the man. I'm not saying he's really scared, but you know what I'm saying. Every time you say something to him, he's just going to haul off and hit you. What are you mm-hmm. going to do? And to me, that's a problem. It should never be that way, and it has to stop. It, it really has to stop, and I'm glad they did what they did. And I agree. It would be nice to see him suspended um, for the rest of the season. Do I think that will happen? Probably not because eventually money may start talking eventually some way, mm-hmm. somehow. Um, and I think all he has to do is complete some sort of anger management classes over a course of however long. And once he does that, then they'll reconvene and determine whether he should be back in the league. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Well, you're right in, in this instance is that you you really what is going to change? He's old enough now. His DNA is his DNA. But obviously mm-hmm. he's he's mad about something or um, there, there's it's easy for him to cross that line from okay to to all out temper and you 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 know I'm I'm gonna get you. But he's smart enough too now to know Brittany to say whatever it takes. And right. to go through whatever anger management and talk about stuff, even maybe give a little bit of tears, because really the ultimate goal is to get back on the court. He just got a new mm-hmm. contract this off season, and so and I think it's three years and so much money, and he just lost, you know, eight hundred thousand um, in the other suspension, you know. So just think, he really is going to lose millions at this point this year. Right. But um, nothing. Everybody says he needs help, and he does. But I don't see him getting that help <laughs> making a difference. Maybe he'll get quieter and, and be, you know, but he's just going to say whatever he needs to say to get back on the court. I know I would. You know, the NBA said they talked to him at length yesterday, and he sounded contrite. What else was he going to do? He knew he was exactly. in trouble for sure. <laughs> right. What was he going to do? do say, I ain't talking to y'all. As a matter of fact, I no. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, though, from the NBA. I yeah. don't want to hear that because he always sounds that way. He does it, yeah. and then he apologizes, and he sounds uh, sorry, sounds genuine, This and then he does it again. How yeah. many? It's like a broken record. He's doing mm-hmm. the same thing time and time again. So when will the NBA learn to get to get uh, Draymond Green learn from anything? Now I'm putting <laughs> this on the NBA. And the NBA needs to take control and fix things because it's not working. You're not doing enough, clearly, because what's going to happen, it's just going to continuously happen again, whether it's with him or someone else, because you got your dollars. And it won't be, they won't take it super serious until seriously gets hurt. And I feel like that's what's going to happen for the NBA to make some sort of rule change or something. But to me, right now, at this moment, Yes, Draymond Green is absolutely at fault, but to me, the NBA is the biggest culprit in all of this. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think the Warriors are too. They were in practice, yes. and we saw the video. The Warriors and the teammates up close and the coaches saw how viciously he hit his teammates. And as yes. a matter of fact, he was taunting him in practice. And eventually he went up his way, and he got in Jordan Poole's face, and Poole pushed him away. And that's all mm-hmm. it took. That's all it right. took. Draymond hit him like a grown man, like they were fighting on the street. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Draymond so, is. Mm-hmm. I, he's, a he's an habitual offender now, habitual yes. offender. You know, so, um, and I don't know how you believe anything he says, because at this point he's smart enough to know what to say. He's smart enough to know he's at fault. You know, he can't blame exactly. anybody for this. So exactly. he's going to say what's needed. Right. To me, he's a bully, and I don't like calling exactly. bullies. But that's a bully mentality. Yep. You know, I, I know, you know, I know I can hit you and you're not going to do nothing about it. And, by the way, the NBA is only going to be able to do so much regardless. And mm-hmm. that's a problem to me. That's his mentality. And like you said, yeah. at this age, he's going to fake his way through whatever he needs to do to get back on that court and just repeat the same thing. Correct. That's what he's going going to do. And look at what the Warriors did. In order to solve this problem, I don't know what kind of talking they did to both of them, but they promised Jordan Poole um, a better contract, and they gave it for him. They reneg- mm-hmm. renegotiated his contract seven seven days after this, or about ten days after this incident, and announced yep. that he was going to be paid more money. And they gave him that. But as soon as the season was over, Jordan Poole said, I'm out. And they said, okay, right. we understand. They, they they shouldn't have put that team through that. They knew something was wrong then. Exactly, and they failed to do anything about it. So there's, there's a lot of culprits here, and it's mm-hmm. it's got to stop. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm curious to see what happens just in a couple weeks with this whole situation. Because um, yeah. I know the NBA PA is going to step in. I know his agent is going to try. Actually, I think his agent, his agency is Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, so. I know they're going to try to step in to see if they could get anything changed. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting, the next steps that are taken within this, with this situation. Yeah. All yeah. right, Princess, we got to get into some NFL predictions, of course. Um, we are coming down to the nitty-gritty the last four weeks of the NFL football season, right before the playoffs. Um, this is always exciting time, as you mentioned earlier. And, yes, guys, this is Thursday, so we got to do Thursday night football, regardless <laughs> of how bad we may think the games are. Eventually, they'll get improved. They're going to get better. We're going to get excited. Um, but tonight there is a football game, and we have, oh, I almost said San Diego Chargers. Ooh, that's going back. The Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> at the Las Vegas, I'm going to say Oakland, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Who do you have winning this game? I believe Justin Herbert is out for the season. Yeah, he's out for the season. Um, talk about an I don't care game. I, I wish they'd seen this early and flex this, but it's hard to move a team and put them on Thursday night, and then so it, you know you are kind of stuck with that. Um, who's going to win this game? Let me just say this: Carlos Bradley, a former um, San Diego Charger, was on our show Monday night, and he said he went back to the Chargers reunion this past weekend. And all he got from that is that they should fire the whole entire coaching staff. He said they've done nothing, and um, they look like they are not even well coached. 
So that mm-hmm. was his his thing. So I, I did want to get that in. And also one of the defensive back coaches has has left the Chargers. He's now going to the Florida Gators in that same capacity. Go Gators. But Chargers, Raiders, I don't care, Brittany. But I'm going to say maybe the Raiders, um, just because I like Antonio Pierce, and I want to see him continue to do well so he can get his pick of a coordinator's position um, after the season. It doesn't look like the, the Raiders are going to look at him as a possible for a head coach. I wish they would. I think he's changed the, the atmosphere and the culture in the locker room in just this little bit of time, more than what Josh McDaniels um, did. But So I'm going to pick the Raiders um, uh, because the other quarterback is, is out. But I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Ten. 10-3, at most, at best. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on this one. I, I can't really tell you who's going to uh, – I don't know if I care either, to be honest with you, but <laughs> I, I think I'm going with the Raiders too. I'm going with the Raiders. I just feel like they have the better person on offense, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Devontae Adams. And if you really get him going, it's hard to stop him. Um, I know Josh Jacobs is out. So we'll see what happens with the running back position there. Um, yeah. And then they have the best player defensively in the entire game, and that's Max Crosby. Um, so I think the Raiders' defense is a little bit better. And I, for the Chargers, they're missing their quarterback. They're missing their one of their star-wide receivers. Like mm-hmm. you said, they already have coaches that are leaving and have left. Um so because of that, and I'm also rooting for Antonio Pierce as well. I like him a lot. Um, I think he should be somebody's head coach. Um, mm-hmm. He may have taken this team over a little bit earlier than what he did, so I'm glad he's the interim head coach now. So I'm also going with the Raiders as well. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to say 10-7. to 7. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's really yeah. a high score, score there. All right, Princess, let's move on to the next one, and this is SNF. Normally that's Sunday night football, but this week we have Saturday night football this week, and that's between the Broncos and the Lions. The Broncos are at the Lions. Who do you have one in this game? Well, this is the mentor against the mentee. Dan Campbell was on Sean Payton's staff at, at New Orleans, and so this is Sean Payton now with the Broncos against the Lions. This is going to be interesting. Um, and Dan Campbell said in his press conferences that he's going to try to pour it on us, and we better be ready. You know, we, we need to set a standard. Um, the Lions have had a really good season. They've faltered here the last couple of weeks and not looked as good, and I think the, the Broncos are on the rise. They looked awful early and let, you know, the Dolphins put 70 points on them. But since that debacle, they've really come back, and now they, they can make the playoffs. I, I'm going to pick – um, the Broncos and Sean Payton to go in Detroit and win um, 24-17. Wow, we must really be thinking of like um, that <laughs> Eagles-Cowboys game must have got my mind all twisted up or something. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I'm with you on this one. You know, the Broncos, whew, we have killed them all. At the beginning of the season, we was killing them. We was killing Russell Wilson. We yeah, seen we how terrible him. Sean Payton was, and he was constantly criticizing other head coaches, but his team loses by – gives up 70 points to the Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. But look at their turnaround. My goodness. And they are on the verge of making the playoffs. They're not quite in there yet. But they win, I guess, I, guess, I would think one or two more games. They may get in. Um, 
I'm going with the Broncos. They just they're at this high right now and they're playing very well. Um, defense has really stepped up, and I agree with you. The Lions have start they're starting to falter a little bit. They're struggling mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I think regardless, the Lions will make it in the playoffs. So I think the Broncos win this, not because of the big turnaround, but because they need it and they want it more as of right now. So I'm also going with the Broncos. And I'm going to say, around Gore, I'm going to say 24-20. Did you say that? I said 24-17. 24-17. So I'm going to say 24-20. Um, we'll yeah. see. That's going to be an interesting one, and I definitely want to see that. All right, Princess, we got to go to your team. Because you guys have a good one this week as well. And that is the Dallas Cowboys are in Buffalo this week at the Bills. Ooh, cold. <laughs> and they play outside. <laughs> Who yeah. Winning this game. Well, um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys because mm-hmm. they don't have a choice. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, they all got to have on their big boy pants at this point. You know, it's four games left, five games left, and all of them are needed. Uh, if you want to keep on pace for the divisional um, front runner, and I think mm-hmm. the Cowboys need it more than the Eagles. I think the Eagles can go on the road and win. They can win at home. I don't think the Cowboys can do that. They need mm-hmm. to open up, you know, at home. And the best way to do that is to try to take care of and try to win the division. So now I hope that they're preparing to go into cold weather and that they're they're there now, you know, so that they can try to get acclimated to that. Don't go in there on Saturday and thinking that that's going to do you any good. Or are they playing Saturday um, um, and not Sunday? I don't know. But whenever they're playing, I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to pick the Cowboys, but this isn't going to be easy because I think the Bills um, are coming in there with a lot of confidence after keeping off the Kansas City um, Chiefs. And I think they they were at home. Um, they, They were at the Kansas City Chiefs home when they did what they did this past weekend. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game because of the weather. I haven't checked to see if it's going to snow, but we know it's going to be cold. For sure, it's December um, in New York. I'm going uh, 21-14 here. 21-14? Ooh, that's fairly low for these two cheap teams. Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, That's a defensive matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. You can really yeah. go e- either way. Um, they both the need Bills, it. They both need it. The Bills, I know, early on was struggling. They're, they're trying to get back. They look better against the Eagles, although they lost in overtime. Um, and then they look much better against the Chiefs, so they're trying to ramp things up. The Cowboys have looked very well recently. This will be their second team going against the team that's above 500 since the Bills are officially above 500 now. Um, I know the Bills really need it because they're on the bubble. So they're right outside, if I can recall, of the playoffs as of right now, I think. Um, at least they were. So they they need this to maintain that playoff position. The Cowboys, they will want this in hopes to get the divisional title, as we said. I don't know which way to go. I, I, I really don't. I think this is a, a very good matchup here, an evenly matchup. I'm going to go with uh, – oh, Lord, I really don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. <laughs> I just think if the Cowboys somehow manage to get a lead in that defense, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, that pass rush um, can just sit back and get after Josh 
Allen, then the Bills are going to be in trouble and they're going to go back to struggling again. But if they can't, yeah. then the Bills will win. But in this case, I'm going to go with the the Cowboys. <laughs> No, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Oh, it's hard to one. say, isn't it? it yeah. Is, it is. And you know, right, the Bills are not, they're not a part of the top um, seven um, in the AFC. I thought they were one of the wild cards, but they're sitting there with one, two, three, four, four, seven, and six teams. Um, and then the, the Steelers and the, the, the Colts are seven and six, and they, they take up, you know, six and seven. But Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo are all struggling to try to get to that top, you know, seven. Um, and, and I didn't know that they were not there. They really need this. But I, I think the Cowboys, if they are going to be worth anything, they need to win that game. They just can't yes. go and win and get an emotional win at home against, against, I think, one of the best teams in the NFL and then come back and lay an egg against against the Bills. That would be embarrassing. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with the Cowboys with this one. I'm going to say the score is going to be a little bit higher. I'm going to go 28 to 24 Cowboys. Um, all right, last game, Princess, and this is the mm-hmm. real SNS, which is Sunday night football, guys. Um, mm-hmm. And we have the Ravens at the Jaguars. Ooh, we have mm-hmm. one this one. Well, I, I think Trevor um, um, Lawrence is hurt. He threw three interceptions this past weekend. Um, and – I thought the Ravens, you know, did enough to, to come back and win that game in overtime, and I think they won on a punt return for a touchdown. But um, I think the Ravens, to me, are inconsistent. I, I've not seen a sharp Ravens team, but they're well coached um, by Harbaugh. If I would have to pick, though, I'm, I'm going to pick the Ravens in Jacksonville mm-hmm. to win. I, I just think the Jaguars are um, – Team for team, offense, defense, special teams. It's not as good um, as as the Ravens, and I think the Ravens may be, you know, top dog. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens in this to go to Jacksonville and, and take a score, uh, take a win. I don't know what to score. Um, there won't be any snow, and it may even be about 60, 70 degrees. So I'm, I'm going 28, 24. There will be there will be some points scored. I'm with you once again. Oh, wow, this is an amazing week. <laughs> no, I think the Ravens are going to – they're going to – I feel like the Jaguars, I don't know if they've been struggling a little bit. I think they have been, um, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Still young, talented, and, you know, I love me some Doug Peterson. I kind of wish he was still our head coach, and I've said this several times uh, mm-hmm. last year and this year. I really do. Um the wonders he would do with this Eagles offense, my goodness. But that Ravens defense is scary, regardless of what's going on in the offensive side. I know they have Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Mark Andrews got hurt. And uh, Zay Flowers, who's incredible at the young wide receiver. That defense is very is, is talented. They get after the football. They're physical. The only concern I will have is I believe they are going to miss Kyle Hamilton on the back end, but I think they'll figure it out. So because primarily of that defense, I think they're going to put pressure on the Jaguars' offense. Um, I got to go with the Ravens. And, of course, they're going to score. They're going to score some some points here. So I'm going to say 31 to 20, 31 to 24. 
I'm going with uh, Ravens here. Okay. All right. Hmm. There we go. That's that's all of our predictions right there. Brittany, if we don't have anything else, I want to get your thoughts on the in-season tournament. Um, my team was 7-0, and and um, LeBron went home with the MVP and the hardware. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts about this overall um, and how you thought it went. And then I want to ask you about Zion Williamson and how the Pelicans lost by 44 to this team and didn't show up against the old man. But your your thoughts first about the Lakers winning it all and going 7-0 and um, for this tournament. Um, you know, I, I'm excited for the, the Lakers, I guess. I, I don't know if I'm really <laughs> excited about the NCAA tournament, Princess. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I, I give credit to the NBA for trying to do something different. And it worked. It really did work. It worked. You know, more people paid attention. More people uh, came to the games, uh, made more money off of it. And, you know, the superstars may not care about it, but the the players on the lesser deals really appreciate that 500K um, for the Lakers. You know, they won, and I think it was 250 for the runners-up. Runners mm-hmm. Um it was a good game. You know, I, I have to give credit to the Pacers. My goodness, they was killing everybody during the in-season tournament. Um, yep. The Lakers, Anthony Davis played his butt off. You just wish you got he that did. from him in the playoffs. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the real thing. My goodness, did he play his butt off. LeBron James was incredible, especially at his tender age of 38, soon to be 39 <laughs> uh, years old for him to – to continuously be able to play at this this level, this standard, to me, is just amazing. Um, my only question is, are they going to have a banner? I think they said they're going to have a banner. They have the trophy. They have one up on the Boston Celtics, as I said before. Um, they have the first ever in-season tournament. I, I just don't know how I feel about it. It's an in-season tournament. But congratulations to the Lakers. I'm excited for them. But let me see you do it. In June, <laughs> that's what matters the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's what he said, hey, he's, he's some, something different. At least we're the first to do it. To me, I kind of thought that if the Lakers went 7-0, and and I think they have a lot of issues still. They were trying to get some cohesiveness amongst that team. You know, it just seemed like it all kind of played out like it was planned to me. And then the Lakers <laughs> went it all, and Adam Silver says, I wish the trophy came with the franchise, but it's just a trophy. We're not, you know, so you you could tell that LeBron James has been trying to have those conversations with Adam Silva about purchasing mm-hmm. his own franchise. But again, um, I'm okay with this. It was good to see him, um, and I, I think the Pelicans should be ashamed for letting those old boys come in there and just beating up on them. Um, I give the NBA credit for putting it in Vegas and sending all four teams there. I really was afraid, and I think you and I talked about it, about the Pacers taking it all. Um, but against the Lakers and LeBron James, it seems like he was on another level. It seems like um, Anthony Davis was on another level, and I thought they bullied their way. They were not going to be denied um, winning that thing once they got so close. Yeah, I have to give them credit. Um, I, I guess it, it goes back to that mindset of, or not the mindset, the experience. You know, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they have the experience, and they showed up. The Pacers, yeah. they don't necessarily have this experience when it comes to a certain type of uh, challenge or game, and that's like a playoff mm-hmm. atmosphere type of game, and that's what this was kind of created, um, ended up being, but early on in the season. So 
and you've seen that. You, you've seen that. The, the, the Lakers won significantly, to be honest with you. Um, it yeah. wasn't no close game or anything like that. It just looked like everything that the Pacers did did previously looked like it never happened, and then they just mm-hmm. a horrible team going up against the South Lakers team in this particular moment. But it was look for what it was. It was exciting. I, I'm starting to get accepting of it because we're gonna have to. They're gonna play. It's gonna come back next year and a year after and a year after at least mm-hmm. the next NBA commissioner. So, but again, congratulations to them. You know, I'm going to say this, and I know we're going to try to get out of here a little bit early, is that I watched LeBron on the sidelines talking to Anthony Davis in the, um, during the Pacers game. He said, hey, you, who you're going up against is the shot blocker. He said, mm-hmm. go into his chest first and take away his height and then go up with it. And you know what? And he was tr- talking to Anthony Davis like that, and the next play Anthony Davis did just that went into his chest, and he probably should have been called for an elbow, and then went up with the ball. He said, do mm-hmm. that. Take away his height. And I fail that to say that LeBron's um, basketball IQ um, it, it really surprises me, or maybe it doesn't. It's just kind of neat to hear him mic'd up and hear him have those conversations with his teammates and even Anthony Davis in the middle of a game. Yeah, uh, that's incredible. But that to me, Anthony Davis should be aware of this. I'm glad that he has a leader in LeBron who can tell him that. Exactly. But you should be aware of this. And this is why I say with Wendy, and I always say Wendy's going to have to get uh, put weight on because the physicality of the game could mess him up. And the reason why I said it is because if you get into him defensively or offensively, he can't do anything. That length mm-hmm. is now non-existent. doesn't matter how long mm-hmm. you are when somebody comes into your body. Good luck mm-hmm. with that. Now you're too long. You wish you had shorter arms. You wish you was T-Rex at that point. Mm-hmm. But LeBron stated something that, to me, AD should already uh, have known at this point in his career. But, again, that just kudos to LeBron's IQ and the fact that basically that tells us that all players' IQ just is not to the level of his is incredible. And to me, if he ever owns his own franchise, I mm-hmm. think he'll definitely have one up on Michael Jordan because I can see his team winning um, winning a championship. Yeah. At least making it to yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And we we could talk all day about Wimbiana, but until he gains some weight, um, he will not be a force down in the post. He can step out and hit a three. He can hit the mid-range. Um, and, of course, because he's so tall, he can get a lot of rebounds and go up. Mm-hmm. But he defensively, um, anybody can move him out of the way. He's going to have to put exactly. on a little bit of weight. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Yeah. yeah, he could take some of Zion's weight. <laughs> <laughs> he sure can. Zion's belly was jiggling at the foul line when he was shooting some shots. Come on, Zion. You know. <laughs> you got to be better than that. Got to do better. Got to do better. Brittany, let me let you out of here a little bit earlier um, than we are supposed to. You've had a long um, um, week, and it's now, you know, uh, weekend eve or Friday eve, and I'm excited about that. So have a great weekend. Anything else you got? No, have a great weekend. Please, Eagles. One this one. My goodness. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Shout out to Otani. Highest paid daggone contract in history. Ooh, seven hundred million. 
Seven hundred million. million over <laughs> over ten years. Seventy million, but he has deferred all of that except for two million a year to the end of his contract to make room for um for them to have capital to get others. So otherwise, seventy million in California, he would have given thirty five thirty five million in taxes every year. So he would have only made $34.8 million. But now deferring all of that until the end, maybe he'll be in another state. Um, he's only going to get paid $2 million a year. But $700 million is still $700 million, Brittany, Absolutely. isn't it? Yes, it is. I wish I could have $1 million of I, the entire contract. I would love to have that problem, <laughs> to have Uncle Sam, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But Shohei Otani announced today, he was um, at press conference today, had on his Sarge of Blue. Um, so congratulations to him. I was hoping that the Braves would get him. But I assume now it seems he wanted to stay in the state of California. He didn't, and, and so that made it easy for the Dodgers to woo him for sure. So there, there you Absolutely. have it. All right, never had it so good. She knows sports with Brittany and Princess. We got in a full hour and had a good time and, I, I couldn't wait. I, I texted her at like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Hey, I'm ready to do a show. I want to do a show. Not that cowboy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And she obliged me and came on out and let me talk about it first. All right, we're going to get out of here. Um, we're going to have the weekend off. We'll see everybody on Monday. Never had it so good. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Awesome. You too. Never had it so good. Mm-hmm.